Welcome to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. My name is Adrian Lara. I co-host this show with Greg Catapodi, who is a huge fan of Frasier. This guy's seen every episode multiple times, while me, on the other hand, am a newbie. I'm a relatively unfamiliar with Frasier. I knew of it, but never really got into it. So I am seeing every episode for the first time. Let's do this. Hi, I'm Greg Catapodi. And I'm Adrian Lara. And this is Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 19, Give Him the Chair. It's finally an episode about the most beloved member of the Frasier Ensemble, which is Martin Crane's Easy Chair. So the episode begins with Frazier discussing with a colleague who's released a book. Frazier's attempting to have a discussion with his colleague, but this colleague, the Dr. Helmut Brugge, is more distracted with Roz. That's really his main interest in calling the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I write the books to get the tale. Uh, (laughs) And I guess you could say that of any artist, right? Isn't it all about getting laid at the end? Well, that is like a thing. I mean, I think that was like in The Big Chill. That was another example. Everyone's, which was a movie from the 80s where it was like, why does anyone do anything? To have sex. Right. Right. So, yeah. And so, of course, he wants to call in because he is interested in Roz. I have to admit, whenever Roz first speaks, her voice sounded sexier than normal. She's like, hello, doctor. <laughs> he, so Dr. Helmet comes in. He's like, hello, Dr. Crane. Oh, and is Roz there as well? Yes. Oh, Roz, your voice is so very sensual. <laughs> I've been told that. <laughs> yeah. He immediately is not interested in Frasier at all. He's very interested in talking to Roz. I thought about this as we were watching it, Greg, about how sexy Roz's voice was. She naturally has a sultry <laughs> sort of voice. And, Man, uh, check out the voice on her, huh? Yeah. Before we started recording, me and Greg were trying to imitate a sexy voice. And I think we should try to have a, a sexy voice off right now. And you, you listeners can tell us which one you find is sexier. So how about this? I'll be the doctor this first go around. Okay. You be Roz, and then we'll switch it up. All okay. right. So this is me trying to pick you up over okay. the radio. All right. <clears throat> Hello, Roz. It's so very nice to finally get to meet you on the radio. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> Please, I just love to hear, sit back and listen to your sultry voice. I took up smoking to get this way. <laughs> I hope uh, you won't be offended if I say that your voice is very sexy. Only if offense is intended. <laughs> now tell me, Ross, are you uh, currently betrothed? Because <laughs> I would love to take you out to dinner. And I'd love to eat something. <laughs> That's pretty sexy, Craig. <laughs> All right, now let's let me try. Uh, so we'll reverse it. I'll be okay. Roz. I'll be doing my sexy voice. <clears throat> I don't even know what that is. Okay. Well, hello there, madam. What is a nice girl like you doing in a radio like this? <laughs> well, you know, a girl has to make pay the bills somehow. Oh, you are the working girl. Uh, yes, I mean, I'm an independent woman, so yes, I have to make ends meet. <laughs> I like women that are hard to control. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind... A strong foreign man like you taking control of me. Well, I have quite the firm hand. <laughs> oh, that's a little uh, too firm. <laughs> 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 All 
I don't know if that was uh, my impression was very sexy as because I feel like what I was doing totally poor for radio is I was trying to like tilt my chin down and visually be sex have sexy eyes. Uh, but yeah, let us know, audience. Be sure to respond on yeah, our social yeah. medias. Let us know who's got a sexier voice, Greg or Adrian. <laughs> so we cut to. Fraser's apartment, Niles discusses with Daphne how his wife Maris is very charitable and how regularly Maris will give her cocktail dresses to the homeless. And I thought, what does a homeless person need with a fancy cocktail dress? Well, you never know when you're invited to a gala of some sort. <laughs> yes, you never know. Like you had, You're not giving hand up, handouts, you're giving hand ups. So <laughs> cocktail dress can be your entrance to, it's your foot in the door to galas, silent auctions, uh, nights at the opera. You never know when a wealthy gentleman is invited last minute to a gala and he's like, oh, I must find a date. And then he happens to be by an underpass and sees a woman like, well, this lady wouldn't have to change at all. It would be a man, okay? It could be a man. <laughs> it would be like in a cocktail dress. Like, hey, man, uh, can I get a cigarette? <laughs> he turns around. And so this wealthy gentleman just pretty woman's like, this yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. You're yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> I wager that I can find any man under an overpass and turn him into a lady in a fortnight. Yeah, they trading places with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bartholomew, please, you're a product of your environment. You couldn't turn a homeless man into a fancy aristocrat overnight. (laughs) I think I can. In two weeks, I will take him to a night of the opera and he will not raise a single eyebrow. Well, so it is settled then. We shall perform this bet a gentleman's wager. The standard bet, Bartholomew? My wife, as is usual. <laughs> this is the Exchange new rendition. Exchange of wives. <laughs> this is the sequel to Trading Places. We shall call it Trading Wives. <laughs> or wife swapping. <laughs> so when Martin moved into Fraser's home, he brought with him his favorite Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy. It's very old, and the father applies some duct tape on it, leaves the room, and Frazier is discussing with Niles how he hates looking at the chair. It's so annoying. It doesn't fit any of the other decorations, any of the decor. So Niles encourages Frazier to just get rid of the couch. Just do it without Dad noticing. It's fine. It's your home. Get rid of it. Hey, Frazier, this will be payback from when you were a boy and Dad used your favorite blankie to clean his service revolver. <laughs> Which is, is that something that happened all the time? Did did Martin just routinely, just what other toys did Martin <laughs> he just destroy? He walks in and is like, Frazier, you're too old for teddy bears. And he grabs it, takes it out back. <laughs> yeah. He's just like... Hey, bam, right between the eyes, Frazier. <laughs> but look, I have to qualify on my revolver every year, and I have to clean it every year, so that's why I took your blanket and I took your teddy bear. And Frazier's like, Dad, you don't even have to shoot between the eyes. You aim for center mass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Frazier's all like, oh, but that was my favorite blanket. Why can't you just use cans like in the Old West movies? <laughs> I saw a Clint Eastwood movie the other day. That's what he used. It was a little too violent for me, but he still used cans. 
<laughs> picture like the father like there there Fraser hey hey it's okay your little teddy bear I'll get you another one <laughs> as he's like consoling Fraser patting him on the back he's grabbing another toy <laughs> he's like oh the velveteen rabbit your favorite <laughs> book uh you know in the end they burned the rabbit <laughs> so it's getting a little chilly <laughs> Frazier decides to take Niles' advice, and he says, I'm just going to purchase a new easy chair for my father, and that's his plan. So, Frazier and Niles go to a furniture store, and they are scouting out, looking at new easy chairs. Their eye goes to this one leather chair. It's got a cable running out of it. It is a massage chair. It's got shiatsu. It's this amazing thing. Everyone who sits in this chair is in ecstasy. I feel like that's the appropriate word because everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, oh, right. oh. People are practically climaxing yes, in this chair. It, it's animalistic sensuality. It is yeah. Das Sex Chair. That, that's the, <laughs> that's the uh, knockoff from Ikea. <laughs> yeah. So Niall sits in this chair and he's like, oh my God, oh, oh, oh. He even made a joke in the show stating that he's going to buy this chair and just rent it an apartment and see it on the side implying that he's just going to cheat on his wife Maris <laughs> with this chair. He's so in love with it, he's going to set up the chair. <laughs> and then I'm going to have to fly the chair down to Guadalajara to get a quickie abortion. <laughs> yeah, he's just having a fight with the chair. Like, chair, you said you were on the pill. I thought I could trust you. <laughs> Don't say that. You've been planning this this whole time. <laughs> you <laughs> Monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's having a fight with his massage chair. <laughs> then, of course, uh, Maris suspects something and follows him one night. Yeah. And there's just a big mistress, jilted woman. Just argument. Throw down argument. <laughs> Two women fighting over Niles. One is a massage chair. One is a demon from <laughs> another world. Some sort of monster. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> pull your weave out <laughs> yeah that's all you all you hear is like oh no you didn't <laughs> like don't even test me girl <laughs> yeah so <laughs> So Frazier decides to purchase this amazing massage chair. He brings it home, and we do some more of the ecstasy jokes. Daphne sits in the chair, and she's like, oh, 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 it feels so good. Oh, <laughs> and Martin comes home, and Daphne makes the joke. Oh, sure, you're just like a man. You have what you want from me. You get what you want, and then you kick me out the door. So the whole joke is that she started getting turned on by the chair, and she had to leave immediately, or they have to get her out because right. the dad comes home. So I get out of the chair, Daphne. We have to show it to dad. Yeah. <laughs> that is one sexy chair. Yeah, the chair is getting so much action. Everyone, this sex chair is like a gigolo, just God's gift to women. Is it, or, right. or anybody, really. Like, men and women are being turned on by this chair. If this chair had a name, that name would be Dirk Diggler. <laughs> but the thing is, like, Marty tries it, and mm -hmm. he's like, this is disgusting. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> this is perverse. Oh. <laughs> My God, oh. a chair should not make a man feel this way. It's not right. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I enjoyed that beat. That was a great like change. Everyone else was turned on by it and like into it. He was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh. Like, <laughs> he's like covering himself right. up, like feels embarrassed. Well, I mean, after all, America is a Puritan country. So this mm. is just a natural uh, old fashioned response to pleasure. It's wrong to feel pleasure of any sort. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just like. <laughs> It's unnatural for a chair to make a man feel this way. I want this chair stoned to death. <laughs> this, <laughs> this this chair is a witch. <laughs> yeah, this chair should be burned at the stake. <laughs> so we have the chair in home. Daphne takes a ride on it. The dad sits down. He's grossed out by it. He's like, "Sex is a private thing, not to be done in public." <laughs> and Fraser explains himself why he purchased it. The dad doesn't like it. The dad's upset. They have this back and forth. Frazier learns that his father's chair is missing. The front desk person made a mistake, placed it out by the dumpster, and someone took it because it was a free chair. So the dad's upset. He's got a lot of investment. There's a lot of sentimental value in this chair. He has this passionate monologue about all the time he spent in the chair. He watched the first moon landing. He watched the 80s Olympics. The dad says, I remember all the times I had with your mother. And sometimes I still think maybe just maybe I'm going to see her again. Or And so Frazier realizes, oh, no, he's there's feelings. <laughs> there's emotions going on in this chair. Is this more than just a chair? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is someone other than me important? <laughs> yeah. No. No, that can't be. <laughs> can't How could... Be. No, no. <laughs> so, of course, Frazier realizes, oh, no, I have to get this chair back that's gone missing, that's been collected by some random person. So, Frazier uses his radio show, and he, he reaches out to Seattle for assistance finding <laughs> his dad's chair that was taken. It's just another Frazier Crane misconnections. This is a Frazier Crane missing chair. Yeah. Uh, you are a pea green chair with some rips in it. There is air conditioning tape attached to it. Uh, me, Frazier Crane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would love it if that's what he did. Like, th- he, he uses his mixed connections. We've talked about this before, where anytime Frazier maybe meets a woman, I bet he would use his show. To be like, you, a red-headed buxom lady having a cafe latte at Cafe Nervosa. Me, Fraser Crane. <laughs> <laughs> this is how his ego is, how arrogant he is. So he's doing this for the chair. It's like, <laughs> like, does he do this for everything? Like, he's like... Uh, yes, I'm feeling a bit peckish. Uh, you, uh, duck con feet a l'orange. Me, Fraser Crane. <laughs> 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 it would be amazing if the order actually showed up <laughs> like there actually someone there 20 minutes later uh, just a guy with like a serving tray yeah walks up to the booth yeah he's like ah <laughs> uh, in the market for a new car you a uh current year bmw uh model three me fraser crane <laughs> yeah and that's the crazy world he lives in that someone would show up with a bmw why not well that's where uh amazon got the idea for prime yeah. Someone does call in to the radio station to let Fraser know that they... <laughs> On the Fraser Crane misconnections beat. Yeah. <laughs> and The Fraser Crane nation is a police state. They've got informers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he finds it pretty quickly. <laughs> there didn't appear to be any lapse in time. It appears like he threw it out. 30 seconds later... He knows where it's at. Once again, uh, listeners, if parents inform on your children, children inform on your parents, everyone inform on your friends. This is Fraser Crane, and I'm listening. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And people are on it immediately. They're rushing to the phones. They're dialing up. They're leaving the voicemails. <laughs> it's just super villain-esque. Hello, citizens of Seattle. Fraser Crane here once again. I'm looking for my father's chair. And if I don't have it back in three hours, I blow up a hospital. Oh, Jesus. I'm listening. <laughs> I like this evil version of Frasier. <laughs> I'm listening. Hopefully in three hours and one minute, I am not listening to the sound of sirens <laughs> and screams. Hmm. But that is your call, Seattle. Without me, these people would eat each other. <laughs> the Heath Ledger Frasier was really dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frasier learns that there is a middle school theater production that found the couch and is using it on set of their play. So Frasier shows up at the theater. They're in pre-production. They're in between rehearsals. These kids are running around. The teacher's there, the theater teacher. Frasier shows up. <laughs> it was great. Perfect Frasier. His ego and his mind, he goes, excuse me, Miss Warren. Yes, hi, I am Frasier Crane. She looks at him, continues looking at him, but expecting him to go on, explain who Frasier Crane is. Mm -hmm. There's a beat. Frasier goes, you know, from uh, from the radio. Again, blank stare. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, KLCS radio. Again, blank <laughs> stare. She doesn't know what she's talking radio about. Radio is for old people, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the first time that we've seen Frasier seemingly not get recognized. It seems everyone's like, oh my God, you're Frasier Crane. Like, how many times in this show, Greg, have we seen a woman just throw herself? Oh my God. Right. Oh my God. You're just Frasier Crane from the radio. at him. He's like, you know, oh my God, do you do Colin psychiatry? Yeah. <laughs> Here's my phone number. Please, let me buy you a drink. It's always crazy, ridiculous luck. <laughs> I mean, technically you're a psychiatrist, so your treatment options are generally towards the prescription side, such as anti-anxiety and antidepressant medication. So psychology is very weird for you to be doing, but I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> this must happen all the time to Frazier, where he tries to imply that he's a celebrity or he wants to be treated like one. <laughs> like imagine Frasier at like a mechanic shop, you know, it's just all like, uh, hi, it's a Frasier Crane, um, you know, from the radio from KLCS 870. Okay. okay what's uh, your, uh, what, what car are we working on? Oh, it, uh, um, it's the, um, the BMW five series. It's, um, well, which one? And can we get your <laughs> license plate number? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> constantly in his face. <laughs> like, uh, usually I don't have to do this. I just walk in and <laughs> say, hi, I'm Frasier Crane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is uh, Fraser Crane from the radio. Do you have a claim ticket? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Fraser shows up at this theater production. He's speaking to the theater teacher. He wants his chair back. The teacher is resistant. The play is about to go up in an hour. They need the chair. It's critical to the scene. He can't have it. And as luck would have it, the lead actor of the play this middle schooler this eighth grader he gets food poisoning and as it turns out frazier knows the play because he had done a production of this back in the day in his youth and he still remembers the role perfectly the deal that the teacher strikes frazier is that if frazier agrees to stand in for her actor then he will get the chair 
And so, of course, Frazier has no choice. He does it. And we don't get to see the play. We just get to see one of the final beats of the show. Frazier is giving a bow with all the other students. And he looks ridiculous because all these other, these are middle schoolers. <laughs> these are what, like 12, 13 year olds. And he's a grown man. He's middle aged. He's in his mid 40s. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine like what the play would have looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I can imagine these people in the back of the room. The parents are <laughs> reacting and like, oh my god, I heard about him. He's so brave. Oh my god, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah. No, you, oh, you didn't hear about it. Got that Robin Williams disease yeah. from that, that. You know that new movie that came out. Jack? Jack, yeah, yeah. With Jack, he's having an accelerated lifespan, so he's only going to live like till he's 25 or something. Oh, my God, that's so sad. Right, it's, I so, know. it's so sad. Like, I want to focus on the play and the acting, but it's just knowing that this child is not going to be able to live a right. long life, it's so sad. It's generally better because uh, middle school productions are generally bad, so I'm glad I have something else that's bad to focus on yeah. rather than the performance of the play. Yeah, it's weird in my head because I think like, oh, here's a grown man, but I know he's just a child, but his acting is so terrible. I mean, I hate to say that. I know right. that's bad because he's, cause he's a sick little boy. Yes, he's exactly like another grown man that's also a child. Yeah. Uh, T- Donald Trump, he's also sick. <laughs> they're just talking, they're trying to be polite and whisper, but they're just like, oh my God. And it sucks. It's so sad. It's so sad because you'd figure if he was going to age, you know, some men become better looking when they get older. Right. You know, distinguished. distinguished. Right. Yeah. He's got like no hair on his head. Yeah. It just looks really sad. He's like just that skeletal looking ass thing. Yeah. You know, he looks like the type of guy, like I bet he has like got divorced and like his wife cheated on him kind of look. Yeah. Like, yeah it's like, right. Just like he just looks like a lonely dude. But it's worse because he's only a child. He's only like 13 years old. Yeah. This yeah. play is terrible. <laughs> so this Miss Warren character, just no fucks given. She just doesn't give a shit about anything. She just she puts Frasier, a grown man, in her play. First of all, that would never happen in a real theater production. If one of the actors got sick, there should be an understudy, especially if it's the main, the lead role, there should be some person one of the children should be begging her yeah, to some, take that lead role some really thirsty ass try hard yeah opportunity knocks bam mm. you're right there <laughs> it's so contrived him having to be the actor in this middle school production mm-hmm. yeah well because the final joke beat of the thing is him taking a bow yeah and so in order to get to that he had to have all of this happen yeah. And as comedians, we understand that life is a contrived, insane narrative from which there is no escape. But, you know, you have to be more artful about it. Yeah, better beat would have been him to bow, and then it just cuts to Frazier waking up. His, he's in the <laughs> hospital bed, and his eyes are fluttering, and Niles and Martin are there. Like, he's waking up! Get in here! Get in here! <laughs> Daphne, get in here! He's like, oh, oh. He's got his head bandaged <laughs> up, you know. He's been some kind of, like, car accident. <laughs> he's like, what? Don't try to speak. You've had a traumatic brain injury, Mr. Gray. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be better if, like, the doctor walks in (laughs) and it's actually Martin Crane. It's not really his father. It's like, I'm Dr. Johnson. And he looks over and this is Dr. (laughs) It's his other. This is Dr. Emmanuel. It's Niles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And. Do you know your name, sir? Do you know who you are? I have a radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good show. Good show. All right. 
Okay, thanks for listening. This has been Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast, Season 1, Episode 19, Give Him the Chair. I've been Greg Catapodi. And I've been Adrian Lara. Thanks for listening, and thanks in advance for subscribing and joining up on Patreon. We always appreciate it. Tell a friend, double the comedy, sign up on Patreon. Double the Greg, double the Adrian. Hey, this is the call to action segment, if you're still listening. Things you can do to help us, even if you don't pay. Uh, Subscribe. Share with your friends. Talk about it. Send it to people. Make a fanzine. You know, use your supplies at your office or job to make some sort of publication about our show. You know, it's very meta because we're doing a show about a show and you could do a show about a show about a show and we could just keep doing that. Everyone's doing podcasts all the time. The whole world has dedicated all of its economic activity to commenting on culture. It's insane. It collapses. You can be the start of that collapse. So, yeah, go to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks. And money is applause. Money Remember- is applause. <laughs> money is applause.